Welcome back to Growing in His Word. God bless you, man. Last week was pretty awesome. I'm going to post a two for two today, man, because <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna finish today's book of Matthew. It's radical. And last week was radical, man, because Jesus died for us our, our, on the cross for our sins. And he said, Eli, Eli, lama sabachathani. This is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And the thing of it is, is the loud voice, his loud voice cried out. And Jesus was real strong when he said it, and he yielded up his spirit. The cry was was basically referred here in Matthew. It was that it was finished. He was done. Lord, we come before you. We thank you for growing in his word. We, we, we pray by your Holy Spirit now that you perform today, Father, and finish your whole book here, Father, of the book of beautiful Matthew, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. It was finished. Done. He died for us. This was not a cry of like he was burnt out or an exhaustion, but it was a cry of victory. And the purpose for which Jesus Christ came was fulfilled. Redemption for the sins of the world had been accomplished. Satan's judgment was a fact. Didn't mean to break the pulpit. <laughs> Basically, it was dismissed. Even in, the, even, even in dying, the Lord demonstrated his royal lineage that it talked about in Matthew chapter 1. His royal authority. He died on the cross for our sins so that we can be forgiven for the uh, future sins of our, uh, of our uh, well-being. I don't know if it's well, but this is what happened. And last week was radical. In verse 55 of last week in chapter 27, we seen where in verse 55, and many women who followed Jesus from Galilee ministering to him were there looking on from, from far, from afar, among who were uh, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Joseph and the mother of Zebedee's son. We see the Jesus dying on the cross. The two robbers were crucified with him. This is a fulfillment in Isaiah 53, he was numbered with the transgressors. Luke recorded that one of these robbers believed and was promised that he would join Jesus in paradise that very day. And we see that. And we see in Psalms 22, 7 predicts the insults that would be directed at the Messiah. And we see for a time prophecy was fulfilled and now we're heading into verse 57 where Jesus is now going to be buried. But he's going to be buried in Joseph's tomb. Because this is the radical point. Jesus didn't have the money. Sure, he could have said, oh, and by the way, poof, give me this money before he died. And then had a little life insurance policy. It wasn't like he had life insurance lined up, like a policy. Okay, hey, mom, you know, uh, by the way, uh, Matthew and uh, everybody else, you know, uh, cash it in when I die. Listen, no, he, he was a poor, he lived poor. Jesus was rich and Jesus was not a physical rich, ma rich man. He was, a, he was a, a hard worker, not like the, our works is what saves us. He was a carpenter. 
He lived a normal life. He was 100% human and 100% God. And so we see the beautiful Jesus Christ and the love that he has for this world. He laid, God laid it down. But it's radical because he's going to go out rich now. They're going to have a rich funeral. Now, when evening had come, there came a rich man. Verse 57. A lot of people don't remember this. He was from Arimathea. And Arimathea was about 20 miles northwest of Jerusalem. Okay. And this guy was named Joseph. And he, listen to this. Who himself had also become a disciple of Jesus. <laughs> I love it. Well, this man went to Pilate and he asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be given to him. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth. And verse 60 says, and laid it in, in a new tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock. And he rolled a large stone against the door of the tomb and departed. And in here in Jerusalem here, we have a, a tomb where it's honed out, H-E-W-N. You go inside, you walk upside, you walk upside the tomb, you walk in, and there's a large rock, a stone, a circular stone almost, and it's almost like your, your Sunday books as a kid. And it's, you go inside, you go to the right, you drop down in there and it says, he is not, he is gone, he's not here, he's risen, he is risen. And there's a stone against the door of the tomb, Okay, and so there's a large stone there to this very day, believers. And verse 61 says, And Mary Magdalene was there, and the other, uh, other Mary sitting opposite of the tomb. Now listen to this. I mean, can you imagine the Pharisees and the Sadducees waiting, talking? The body's been given to him. They, you know, in the, in the Jewish halacha, we have... We have to bury the dead fast. We have to sit Sheva seven days and family members bring food and everybody comes and, you know, they bring food to the family member and this, you know, it's just a ritual, right? So check this out. Can you imagine? These are the guys. Everyone's talking about it. The whole Jerusalem knows about it. The whole uh, state of Israel knows about it, that Jesus Christ died, the, you know. The rocks were split. It's amazing. And now they're talking about how this guy was a fraud. Oh, look at Jesus Christ. He was a fraud. Oh, look at all he was going to raise, be raised in the third day. You know, you know, basically, you now we see how the evening's coming. And now we see all the people and... All the believers sad and they're thinking, you know what? I wish he was still here. I don't think they really knew the velocity of the importance of his him dying on the cross. And so we see believers, even I think, you know, it doesn't say, but you can tell, by the way, when Peter even denied him. Remember the third time when the cock, cock crowed. And so we can see the doubt in their own lives thinking to themselves. Is this guy going to, you know, wonder what's going to happen? You know, I mean, they're just sitting there. People are slandering them. But you know they're going after the followers now. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about this morning, believers. Following Jesus doesn't have to be a chore. 
You don't have to wake up going, oh, no, I got I to gotta go follow Jesus today. Oh, man, I got to go pray. No. In fact, it's, a, it's, a, it's an awesome thing when you do that because that's what brings us closer to the Messiah. So here we have now Mary sitting on the opposite side of the tomb. Okay, the next day was the Sabbath. Okay, and the chief priests, you know, they were the Sadducees, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You know, they, 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 they had all that animosity towards Jesus. They were united against Jesus. And, and here we are, you know, they called Jesus the deceiver. And when reality, they were, they were the deceiver. And so here we go. It's, and it's usually the people that attack you, believers, are the ones who are the deceivers. Let me say that again. It's usually the ones who attack you are the deceivers, not the believers, because they're hiding something and they don't want you to get to that next level in life. We talked about that last week. Don't let no one rob your joy. Don't tell no one your dreams and your visions. They'll take it. Because they're miserable. They're Sadducees. They're Pharisees. In reality, they, they're there to deceive you. Don't give man any power. Give Jesus Christ the power. Jesus said, don't, don't fear man, fear me because I can take your soul and, and do something with it. And so the next day, which is verse 62, Pilate's going to set a guard now. Okay. He's going to secure the area. The Latin word is, you know, this is the noun it's translated guard. It's, it's a Latin word. And since the soldiers were Romans and not part of the temple guard, boom, it was right there. And so we could see how they're going to set the guard here. And Pilate says to them, now here's what he says. Listen to this. On the next day, which followed the day, the preparation of the chief priests and Pharisees, okay, they gathered together, Pilate saying, sir, we remember while, while he was still alive, how that the deceiver, that's the deceiver they're calling him. They called Jesus Christ the deceiver because they, were, they weren't believers. So they were the deceivers. And they said, they said, they said to, to, uh, to uh, you know, Pilate, the governor, this is verse 63, they said, Sir, we remember while he was still alive, talking about Jesus, how that, how that deceiver, you know, Jesus, said, after three days, I will rise. <laughs> I love it, man. You know, I love it, you guys, because, you know, we, we really think that we have it together. And then we think that we want something we really don't know. But God knows what we want. And we get upset because our wants are not his wants. And here we are thinking, okay, yeah, sure. The flesh is so, you know, it's so weak. It's so, it, the flesh is evil. And so we we try to put on that, you know, that finesse on everything that, that we do, and God says, nah, man, you have no idea, you Pharisees. You think you got, you're gonna mock me now? You don't even know. And it's, God is so merciful, listen to this. He's so merciful and loving and graceful and peaceful, Jesus Christ is, and he loves us so much that he was even letting them mock him in his death. But really, he was alive. It's almost when you catch someone lying to you and you just let them keep lying and keep lying and keep lying and keep, and you know they're lying. You got a video. <laughs> There's a video over there on them. You know, and they, they'll lie right to your face and then you just play the video and, and you're busted. Jesus did this. This is what Jesus is doing right now. He's showing mercy and grace. 
Even in his death, listen. And they said, he will still be alive after the three days. Remember when he said that? I will rise. And verse 64 says, therefore command that the tomb be made secure until the third day. Wow. They're even testing God to see. Okay? They want to see. They don't want, they want to, they, they're really scared. Okay? They want to see Jesus Christ. They want to see what happens, okay? Verse 64, therefore, command the tomb to be made secure. Now, they want that thing secure. Lock it up. Seal it tight so no one can get in there and remove his body and try to act like, oh, yeah, you know, Jesus Christ, he rose and now he's gone. And oh, no. Oh, no. You see, that's how faithful Jesus Christ is because he's going to let this happen, man. Listen, believers, I'm excited because this is a setup. Don't you see the, don't you see the trap? God's letting them talk their smack. And at the same time, he's setting them up to where there's no way out of it because he's going to show them. Watch this. I'm excited. Listen, it's going to get really radical. Watch. Okay. God, I'm so excited because it's so real. Watch. I mean, I, I'm here. I see it. I've been in the tomb. I mean, the evidence is here. <laughs> People. <laughs> Verse 64, therefore command the tomb to be secure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away. They didn't want him to steal him. <laughs> they, they thought he was practicing some weird magic, man. And so, you know, and so, uh, you know, they said to his people, okay, so here we go. They don't want him to steal him away and say to, say to the people that he has risen from the dead so that the last deception will be worse than the first. They didn't want a carnival, a circus, a mess. They didn't want all these rumors. They didn't want their Judaism tampered with. Okay? They didn't want this rumor to go on for generations and generations. You see, they wanted their, they wanted Judaism and which you can have it still today. You can have it with Jesus. It's called messianic. And they didn't want Judaism Messed up at all. No, 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 no tarnish. Nothing. So Pilate said to them, watch this. You have a guard. Go your way. Make it as secure as you, you know how. So they went and they made the tomb secure, sealing the stone and setting the guard. Watch this. I love it. And chapter 28 says, now after the Sabbath, chapter 28, after the Sabbath, now it's done. They're all done resting. Everyone's, because it, in here in Israel, the Sabbath, everyone's in the house. No one goes outside. 80% of us don't. So now watch this. Now after the Sabbath, as the first, as the first day of the, 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 the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb and behold, there was a great earthquake. Okay, God's causing the earth to move. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone. Now that stone's being removed, okay, from the door. And he's, and sat on it, okay? So now he sat on the tomb. He sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, okay? And his clothing as white as snow. And the guard shook for fear. That guard was like, like shaking in his boots, man. I mean, and he became like a dead man. I mean, he was so scared he couldn't even move. You ever have them dreams where you're just like, 
You're free falling from the sky and you're like, oh, I'm going to die. And you wake up in the bottom of the, of the canyon. <laughs> you wake up out of your sleep. You can't even move. You're like, you really think you're going to die in your dream? <laughs> you're like freezing. Well, that's what happened. He's seen the angel and he's just <laughs> like Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> This is, he stroked out. I mean, he stroked out. He's looking at the, he's looking like whatever. But verse five, verse five says, the angel answered and said to the woman, listen to this. Do not be afraid for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. Now we're getting somewhere. Believers, you should be so happy right now because this is the biggest chapter of the whole entire world. This is the best, my favorite. I got to calm down. I know, I'm sorry. This is the best part of the whole Bible. I waited for a very long time to get to this chapter. Believers, he was not here for he is risen, the angel said. Listen to this. Verse six says he is not here for he is risen. As he said, come see this, see the place where the Lord lay. And verse seven says, and go quickly and tell his disciples, hurry, that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him, like he said. And remember, he talked about that in the last couple chapters. You'll see me in Galilee. He promised, man, listen. He said, behold, I have told you. Verse eight says, so here goes verse eight. And now, now, man, the angels, the angels confirmed it. I mean, angels bow before God, bro. I mean, he's like, hey, God's, God's gone. He's, he's, he's here. He, the, you know, he rose from the dead. And just imagine that. You guys, you got to imagine. Put your mind in this whole situation. Okay? So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, and they ran to bring his disciples. Word. Okay, and verse 9 says, and then when they, listen to this, and as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, rejoice. Wow. Wow, bro. The earthquake marked the death of the Lord Jesus. The tomb was not open to permit Christ to come out, but to allow others in so they could see that it was empty. Brilliance. It's, it's, it's radical. So they came and they held him by his feet and worshiped him. And then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren, go to Galilee and there they will see me. Oh my God, this is radical. Listen to this, I'm excited. Now while they were going, going behold, some of the guard came into the city to report to the chief priests all things that had happened. I mean, the guy wet his pants. I'm sorry, but verse 12 says, when he, had, when, he had, when he had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers saying, tell them, and his, tell them his disciples came at night and stole him away while he slept. You see, now they're trying to blackmail him, cut like the, like the 30 pieces of silver. Remember that, how that worked out, right? With Judas. Yeah, well, and, and listen to this. And verse 14 says, and if it comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him to make you secure. Yeah, sure. Verse 15, so they took the money and did as they were instructed. 
and this saying commonly reported among the Jews until this day. It's 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 in the books, dude. Believers, this is in the books. This is in the books. You can't hide this. Everyone that's hooked on dope and alcohol and drugs, prostitution, whatever the whatever it may be, God is saying right now, the stone has been removed. The angel removed it. The earthquake happened. The tomb is still here. Trust me, believers. I've been in it. The evidence is on parchment paper. The Hebrews chapter 11 is the honor of faith. Listen, believers, listen, listen. I'm going to tell you something now. A lot of pastors don't, they don't preach this because they do, but they don't really preach it the way that it needs to be preached. This is Christ's way and it's this. No matter what you've done in this world, I don't care. No matter what you've said, no matter what you've stolen, taken, if you're a murderer, if you're a liar, if you're a thief, Jesus Christ gave you this chapter. And he said, not only will I forgive you, listen to this, but I will remove those sins that you did and I will bury them in the bottom of the ocean and nobody will ever be able to throw them in your face, not even the devil. Wow. Can you imagine all the suffering, all the pain that Jesus Christ endured was for your filthy, our filthy, rotten sins. But he doesn't want us to keep living in that sin. He wants us to repent and be done with it. Listen, the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain, which Jesus had appointed for them. He lined it up. And when he saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Of course, of course they're gonna doubt. I mean, this dude was just nailed to a cross and killed. They're thinking, you know what, man? I can't believe it. And verse 18 says, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority, and I want you to understand this, believers, this is, this is yours, okay? All you murderers out there, all you liars, all you dirty, filthy, rotten sinners like me, all you, 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 you addicted to drugs, sex, whatever it may be, I'm telling you right now, I want you to stop Right now, believers, non-believers, and listen to these last verses. They're for you. They're for me. They're for God. And they're for the world. And this is the great commission, you believers. And he says, and, and when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And verse 18 says, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, 
teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Believers, when I became a pastor, I told myself that I would never listen to any negative from people. I don't care about your past, and I still don't. I don't even care what you've done, and I don't want to hear it. That's why I've stayed alive so long. I've always covered my ears and looked the other way. And people say, Pastor, why would you do this? What? Because number one, I don't want to hear the drama. And number two, I don't want to get caught up in the drama. And number three, Jesus Christ came to redeem everybody. And this, when I took on the gospel, when I took on my belt for Jesus, this was my verse that God gave me. Making disciples involves three steps. You go, you baptize, and you teach. And it was, it was, you know, it was something that would, you know, you get out there, you do the work of Jesus, and you help people. Love them. Don't look at their sins. Jesus doesn't look at your rotten sins. He's forgiven your sins. He wants to look at your future. He says, I'm going to give you Yos. I'm going to give you Pastor Joseph. Yos, you call me Yosi. You're Joseph. And you know what? I'm giving this to everybody in the world. All authority has been given to me, Jesus said. Me in heaven and on earth. Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples. And that's all I want to do. Of all the nations, baptizing them in the, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always even to the end age of the age. Amen. And this is the commission, the great commission in Mark chapter 16 and Luke chapter 24. Uh, verse 36 to 49, John chapter 20 and Acts, <laughs> Acts chapter 1. <laughs> this is it. The 11 disciples, one of them hung himself. The all authority was given to Jesus. It's until he returns, the Father would give this authority to the Son. And here the Lord, Jesus, may have been recalling the prophecy recording in Daniel chapter 7. And so we must show the Great Commission. It rests on the authority of Christ because he has the authority over all. And everyone needs to hear his gospel. Even the murderers, even the liars, the thieves, strippers, killers, drug dealers. Everybody needs Jesus. Everybody needs the precious Jesus. Oh, precious Jesus, we come before you. <laughs> we thank you for your dying on the cross for our filthy, rotten sins. Oh, Lord, you are so beautiful, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for what you've done on the cross for our sin, for us. The, we, our sins, Lord, put you on that cross. But you, you are perfect, Father. You said, I don't want your fatted lambs anymore. I will become the sacrifice so that you don't have to be condemned by the devil for your rotten sins. And that's what we, Jesus did in Jesus' name, amen. And I pray for the kid that God lined me up with last week. Uh, I pray that he strengthened that kid. You know, he's 19, 20 year old. 
Bless him, Lord Jesus. Listen, believers, we're finished. Jesus said all authority has been given to him. The soldiers were bribed, but but they can't bribe Jesus. You can bribe the soldiers, but you can't bribe Jesus Christ because Jesus cannot be bought. He cannot be bribed. He cannot be paid off. Because Jesus said, I have taken all your sins and I've attached them to my cross (laughs) and I have freed you from hell. Oh, what an amazing thing he did. And he loves us. (laughs) And it's never too late, believers. It's never too late. And that's the radical thing. You may think to yourself, oh, I don't believe it. Well, believe me, there will come a time where you'll lay your eyes down and you will bow before our Lord Jesus Christ. And he will say, you received me as your, uh, you know, you received me. You believed in me. Come, welcome, welcome. God bless you guys. Listen, Matthew was, was a radical book. I loved it. I think it was an awesome book and I'm going to take a little time off of growing in his word. I've finished uh, quite a few books. I've preached for a couple years straight. Haven't missed one sermon. <laughs> I'm going to take a little vacation here in, uh, you know, in Israel and why I'm going to be blessed and growing in his word is a radical time to share everyone's everyone's uh you know the word it was this is a great book you guys i love you guys god bless you man please keep emailing me and uh remember jesus christ loves you he died for you and no matter what happens in this world no matter how bad you are jesus christ will forgive you where you are god bless you guys and thank you for growing in his word